Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I am excited about my guest today because I know her. She's a friend. She is amazing. She's always positive and uplifting. And she's one of my favorite fitness students. Yes, I know we're not supposed to say that, but she is. She's a wife. She's (laughs) a mother of five kiddos. She was a public educator and she's currently a Rodan and Fields sales rep. Welcome to Shape by Faith, Amanda Powell. Thank you, Teresa. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. You know, Amanda, I've known you for many years and whenever um, you're in a room with me, you just light up the room. There's just something about you. I believe that God has anointed you um, to encourage people, to lift people up. Um, I, I believe he's got great things in store for you. I want the listeners to hear your story. And not that it's a sad story at all, but everyone has a different story to tell. And I want them to hear yes. about your story and I want to unfold it one piece at a time. So um, let's just start in your childhood. What did you dream of doing when you grew up? What did you want to do? Okay, sure. Um, I'm the youngest of four kids and Whenever I was growing up, I always just wanted to be a teacher and a dance coach. My dad was a teacher. I have a lot of educators on my dad's side of the family. And I started taking dance class at Joy Johnson's when I was three years old. And I just continued. My mom danced. My sister danced. And it was just, and my dad was an educator. So it just kind of all molded together. And that's all I really ever wanted to do was be those two things. Okay. So you were a dancer. My daughters were dancers. Um, were you on, like in high school? Were you on any of the dance teams? What did you do in high school? Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was an A-set back Yay! in the day. <laughs> Yay. And uh, I was the captain when I was, I was a senior. And I just took great pride during that time of my life. And I just loved that discipline of dance and precision and all of those things I really loved. My mom was actually our coach. So it all kind of just was a big family affair. And it was just a great time, a good time. Okay, let's talk about your faith and some background on that. So were you raised in a faith-filled home and atmosphere? Yes, definitely. Um, my family we always went to church every week, sometimes more than once a week. And even if we stayed at somebody's house, we still had to go to church. And if we had somebody sitting at our house, they came to church with us. It was just what we did. You know what I mean? It wasn't really an option. It was just what we did every Sunday, no matter what we went to, we went to church every week, Easter mm-hmm. meals and things like that. So it was important to us all. Okay, so before entering college, you knew you wanted to be a teacher. Is that still true before um, you were choosing, um, you know, the college you were going to attend and what you were going to do? Were you still wanting to be a teacher at that point in time? I did. I still wanted to be a teacher, so I knew I was going to go into to education. I decided on my major um, because I, would, I wanted to teach high schoolers, so you pick your subject that you want to teach. I wanted to teach English education. So I went to Eastern Kentucky University. They have a great education program there. So I went to Eastern and majored in English education. So I took many classes to study, you know, literature, linguistics, 
language, all the things with English and also the education part where I went to different schools and different settings and got to observe lots of different grade levels. And I chose to teach high school. That was just my favorite age. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, why high school? You know, I guess it's because whenever we were in high school as an A-set, we had we would have kitty camps where kids would come in and A-sets would we'd recommend to groups and they would teach little kids, middle school kids, even high school kids. If those kids came to the camp, uh-huh. I just gravitated to the older kids so much more for some reason. I love I always babysat, too. But when it came to making sure things really got done. I just had a trust with the older kids, more than the little kids, I guess. And I just, and I love teaching high schoolers because they're older now and you can engage in deeper conversations and they retain things on a different level. And it was really special to have such an impact, hopefully Mm -hmm. all positive um, in their lives. And so it was just a really, really special time in my life when I was a teacher. It was awesome. Okay. So you are in, let's, let's go to college. You're in your last semester of college. And you Mm -hmm. told me as we were discussing this, that, you know, you had to, in order to get your, um, to graduate and get your degree, you had to actually take a uh, physical. Is that correct? You had to get a physical? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Okay. So tell us what um, happened um, when you were getting your physical. Sure. Yeah. Okay, sure. So it was the fall of 2002. I was um, set to graduate in May of 2003. So in the fall of 2002, I went on campus and had a physical with the on-campus doctor because you have to have a physical. You have to have lab work, um, background checks, all these things before you can be a teacher. That's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. So whenever I was there, I told him how every time I put my chin to my chest and just moved my head in that motion, I had this amazing, intense tingling sensation that went all down my spine, all the way to my fingertip. So it was very strange, but it didn't hurt. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was there. It was very obvious. Uh, but I could walk, I could run, I could dance, I could do all the things. And I didn't really think it was a big deal, but I still, someone suggested I mention it. And so I did. And that doctor, he got out his medical dictionary and he said, well, it could be, but may not be related to multiple sclerosis, cancer. And I can't even remember what else he said, but it was a long list of things that it could be related to. Um, so wow, that visit... <laughs> Right. I know. Right. That had to be a a little scary for a doctor to start naming these things that it could be. Amanda, have you always had that tingling sensation, even when you were a child or a teenager? No, I never noticed. If I did, I never noticed it. And I can't imagine I had it any time before I noticed it when I was 22. Okay. You know what I mean? I just, Mm -hmm. um, it just became apparent as I was getting further into my adulthood. Okay, And I didn't notice anything until I mentioned it to a sorority on our floor in college, sorority floor where I live in our dorm. And she said, maybe you should mention that to your doctor today when you go for your physical. And so Uh I did. And I probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't have mentioned it otherwise, but she has suggested it. And she's now actually a nurse. So I attribute quite a bit to her for giving me the courage to just mention it. And so when I did, he told me it's called Laramit's son. Uh-huh. And, um, but it's related, that symptom is related to a lot of different things. And after my visit, I called my mom and I still really wasn't worried about it because I didn't, I'm, I'm 22. Right. My life experiences are very minor at this point. I haven't mm-hmm. really experienced much of the world, you know? Um, so I really wasn't fearful until I went on campus later and I Googled it 
big mistake, oh, <laughs> honestly, yeah. because I didn't know what to expect. And what I read was not good. And so I just decided I wasn't going to research it. I was going to mm-hmm. leave that to doctors who mm-hmm. make that their life's mission to research neurology and multiple sclerosis and those things. But when I did call my mom, because it was so close to Thanksgiving, whenever I was in town, I actually was put on some steroids from a local neurologist here in town in Owensboro. Okay. Um, and then made plans for a neurologist appointment in Lexington, where I ended up meeting my first neurologist at UK Hospital. Okay. So when you went there um, to Lexington, were you still, you're like, well, I'm just going to get this checked out. Let's just, you know, mark this off the list. Just make sure everything's fine. Right. And it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Like it's Mm going to be okay. It's not a big deal. And you weren't in any pain or anything like that, right? No, I wasn't in any pain. Fortunately, I mean, I had a job. I mean, I was a babysitter and I had a job job and you know what I mean? I was busy, you know, right. and I loved being busy. I was in a sorority. I was actually the president of my sorority. You know what I mean? I had a lot going on and I loved it. And mm. I, didn't, I wasn't going to let anything slow me down if I could help it, you know? Um, right. And you're so a go-getter. Like, I mean, you are a yeah, go-getter. Yeah, I mean, we got one life and it's like, go for it, you know? And I was good at those things. I was good at being a dancer. I was good at being, you know, I was hopefully going to be a good teacher and a good coach and all these things. And I, I just knew I had to have, continue to practice and work at it to be the best I could be. And I just didn't want to slow down. I didn't want to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're going to take a was, really, let's take a really sure. quick break here. Cause I really okay. want you to unfold your story in the next segment. So okay. um, everyone right. stay tuned for more shape by faith coming up next. Welcome back to shape by faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. A friend of mine, a good friend, Amanda Powell is one of my favorite fitness student. She took my classes all the time. She's a wife, Mm -hmm. a mother of five kiddos. She was a public educator and and Amanda was just kind of letting us know. Uh, She went to college to be a public educator of high school kids. Um, She's currently a Rodan and Fields sales rep and Amanda is sharing her story with us today on Shape by Faith. So Amanda, where you left off, you were at the neurologist office in Lexington, Kentucky, just kind of checking out mm-hmm. things. Um, so, t- you know, take it from there. Tell us what happened. Sure. Thank you. So that was again in the fall of 2002. And now we're pushing forward to December and my parents have met their deductible. And so that's when I could get a spinal tap. Yay. I got a spinal tap. Oh, gosh. Truly, uh, it was was different than child, I guess, a different sort of pain. Um, But the spinal tap is what confirmed that I indeed had multiple sclerosis. Um, And with this doctor, and plus, I mean, although I'm from Owensboro, I lived away when I went to college, but I would come back in town for holidays. So it was on Christmas break that I had the spinal tap, and it was confirmed that I had MS. And I started treating my MS with a medica- medication in 2003 and that was a daily injection to treat MS and it wasn't pleasant either but it was just what I needed to do um so that went on for some time and then over time I switched medications because my disease wasn't necessarily progressing um but it wasn't calming down so um I was I'm now on my fifth type of medication and the one I will probably be on for always as long as I can be because it has helped me the most mm-hmm. to really halt the halt the disease progression. Um but it was it was a scary time. I still didn't quite understand things, but you know, I was going through the motions. I 
I did my student teaching, was had my injections. I was, you know, it was just, again, it was a lot. And I was still kind of aloof to the life of the world, how it's not always pretty and it's messy and people get diagnosed with things and it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. And how we handle that really determines how the it just how we handle it um, really determines how we're going to uh, progress with with whatever it is that's thrown our way. You know, that's and right. I, I say that I wasn't in I wasn't at home in Owensboro, but I knew I still went to church, even though I wasn't living there. I knew what I needed to do because I knew that he had my back. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. if other things fail, like friendships, relationships and things like that, those things will come and go. Maybe when you're 22, 23 younger, older. Um, but he does, he never fails. And I know that, and I've always known that. So I always knew I could rely on him. Not that I was happy with him. I was mad. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything to get a mess, but I have it. Mm-hmm. And I was angry. Right. And, and I, I mean, I think that's a very human reaction. You know, I really do. Um, everyone reacts differently, but sure. I mean, God had instilled within you a holy tenacity, a, a strength within you. And he knew, he knew your story mm-hmm. and he knew what you could do. And he knew mm-hmm. through him, mm-hmm. you could do mm-hmm. it. So tell us what happened. So you, your mindset, you you had this mindset of, hey, this isn't really fair. You know, I don't like this. Right. I mean, who Absolutely. would? Um, but exactly. you still have your faith. You're going to church, which is incredible in my opinion, Mm -hmm. uh, that you're Mm -hmm. pressing into your faith. Okay. So how did Mm -hmm. your family respond to your diagnosis? You know, I mean, because I was living away, um, I know my, my siblings, obviously, obviously they felt bad for me, of course, but they're still, they're living their lives too. And I know that my mom has shared that, um, you know, my dad wept, you know, Mm -hmm. It's, I'm his baby, and that's hard. It so is. I know it's hard for them to witness me go through everything, and it makes me sad that they have to watch it as if as my as their ch- their child. That I hate that for them to have to watch me. Um, just like I hate the story of um, our Jesus's um, his cross and what he went through. I mean, that breaks my heart to watch him go through all those things. But I know he did it for us. I mean, it's just like me going through all this. I know I need to do this for myself to to, to remain as healthy as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. I need to do what I need to do. Um, so, um, but you know, you know, Amanda, when when a parent does watch a child go through thing, you know that that pain. Mm-hmm. There is a per. There really mm-hmm. is a greater purpose behind that pain. We may never know what it is this side of heaven, but God right. God is instilling in the parents' faith. Lean into Him trust him right you know give him your child pray for your child and do mm-hmm. what you can mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. and and you know i i think it's as big a part of their story as it is your story as well god shows mm-hmm. them to be mm-hmm. your parents to love you it's very true to support you i mean just think about if you had different parents you know i mean god oh, gave gosh. you mm-hmm. those parents but but your story is part of is a big part of their story as well because god god planned it that way so That's very you true. know god's got greater plans and purposes for each one of us um Okay, let's talk about, all right, you've been diagnosed, you're going through your student teaching. Now, 
you're married and you have five kids. So your husband had to come into place right. somewhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so, let's talk about that. So, yeah. That's so funny. So that all was confirmed when I was um, 23 years old, started taking medications and I was still in college, graduated, but I needed to continue with my degrees so I could remain on my parents' insurance because MS medications are not cheap and wow. to remain, um, to be able to get, you know, assistance with all the therapies and medications I take, uh, furthered my education, went on back to school, stayed in school rather, my master's degree. And during that time is when I met my now husband. So I was um, doing um, a lot of substitute work alongside of getting my master's degree. And my husband was in the same building that I was. I was subbing for teachers and my husband was there. I just know he was my husband. And so, uh, you know, we met, we went on a few dates and we became friends and with other teachers too. And it was just a lot of fun to meet him and get to know him more. And I let him know, I said, I'm probably gonna have to move to Owensboro. He's like, what? I'm like, well, I mean, I love it here. I like it here, but I need to be close to my family. Mm. I need to be close to my mom and dad. And with my health concerns, I just need to have, um, you know, the constant support that I know they'll have from them. Right. And then of course, once we got married in 2006, we had um, a couple kids before we moved to Owensboro. And that was another reason why we moved because I wanted um, my kids to have their cousins and they had cousins here. Okay, so that so was how really did, important to both how, of us. Okay, Amanda, so you explained you to your husband, um, well, before he became your husband, what was going on with your body. <laughs> and, sure. you know, um, and he, I mean, he loved you. I mean, bottom line, you love someone, you love someone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what's going on with them, you know, in their body. Right. So right. he married you, you right. had a couple of kids. Um, how did your body handle your pregnancies? with you being diagnosed you know, with MS. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, we had our first child in 2007. We were still in Richmond at the time. And after I had my first, I had to get on some steroids. That's basically what neurologists do for you. Whenever you have a relapse with MS, you get put on steroids, kind of like to reduce inflammation and just kind of like give your body a boost. Right. So I remember having, I had a, a, a line in my hand so I can get my infusions, but I didn't want to have to continue to get stuck. So I would still teach and keep my little line in my hand for steroid drip. And I was in the classroom doing what I needed to do. Um, when I would go home and they would infuse my steroids and I would go back the next day. And, you know, that's just what they would do to treat MS. And I, so that was in 2007, had another baby in 2009. Then we moved to Owensboro and I guess in 2011. So um, it was just over this course of time, I was still teaching and still doing what I needed to do because I was able to. Mm -hmm. I was still able to coach. I was still able to do all these things. So MS really at that point, it had kind of set me back a little bit, made me uncomfortable some, but it wasn't until we had more and more kids, namely our fifth, that it really took the cake. And MS really showed me what it could do. Mm -hmm. Um so my disease still had not progressed, but it was getting very aggravated. Okay, and let's take a really quick break here because sure. I want the listeners sure. to hear the rest of your story. So everyone stay tuned for okay. more Shape by Faith coming up. WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio, take one. Behold the angry giant. Try it again, Alberto. Behold the angry giant. Perfect. Good luck tonight. Behold the angry giant. Yay! Read me another one, Dad. This is WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio. It only takes a moment to make a moment. 
Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. Amanda Powell is unfolding her story. She's sharing her story of being diagnosed with MS and having children. And Amanda, I do want to say something right here. Um, listening to your sure. story in the second segment, most people would not have continued teaching like you did with a drip in their hand. I'm telling you, God has placed within you a strong constitution to do his purposes and you have a great purpose on this earth and you receive that okay because you do thank you i'm telling you thank you okay we're going in i was asking you about how your body handled um your pregnancy so now you're pregnant with your fifth child tell us what happened right sure our fifth child um uh, honestly my medication that i'm currently taking that i was taking when i was pregnant with her i of course i had to stop taking the medication and so your body has the reaction because it's used to that medicine being in your system. And over time, the medicine leaves your system. And when that happened, my legs became so heavy to carry and walk and move. And I was with a high risk pregnancy doctor. And he said, your baby's fine. Your baby is fine. She is right where she needs to be. She's in the safest place she could ever be right in your womb. Mm -hmm. She's okay. You are not okay. So you need to be admitted to the hospital, being pregnant with her, because you can't really do anything at home. And he was right. Mm -hmm. Because in time, Teresa, it's just, uh, it's just not what you'd expect. Right. In time, um, I could not feed myself. I could not brush my teeth. I could not, definitely couldn't tie shoes. Mm -hmm. All the little things I do believe most of us take for granted that we can do day to day, I was not able to do. And MS had really I'm, taken a toll on your body during this pregnancy absolutely, because you absolutely, could not take absolutely. your medicine. So it's so it had progressed. So all right, so tell us um, after you had your child, what's her, what's her name? Her name is Georgia, Georgia Claire. Georgia Claire, tell us about after you delivered her. Sure. Whenever, honestly, she wasn't due until January and that girl decided to show up on December 1st. <laughs> she showed up on December 1st, a little after midnight, I think 1236 AM. And she was perfect. She was born healthy, probably because I was pumping her with all kinds of steroids, yeah. but she was healthy and she was thriving, but she, her body temperature was low. Mm -hmm. So she remained in the NICU for 10 days. Oh, wow. And I was in the hospital too. And, um, that was the best place for me to be because clearly I couldn't do the things that a mom needs to do with their child. So my husband's on his first rodeo. This is number five. Um, all these kids, all our kids now are home from, um, Christmas break at this point. And so he's home with five kids and she was in the NICU for 10 days. And um, somewhere, honestly, between from the day 10 and day 20, December 20th, she was in the emergency room at our hospital. Okay. She was in the emergency room at our hospital because she um, was not breathing well. And she was actually very cold. Her body temperature was very low. Mm -hmm. And... Whenever it was recognized, she went to the ER and they knew that they could not care for her here. She needed to go to Louisville. So she was taken by ambulance to Louisville. 
where they discovered she had RSD. And, you know, RSD is a silent little little booger. Like it just shows up and you don't know it. Right. Especially in an infant. Infants can't do anything but cry. Mm -hmm. And she was a preemie. She was born early. So it wasn't odd um, to my husband or anybody else for that matter that she really wasn't making a fuss, you know? So um, I know that it's been, it's been hard for our family um, to wrap our heads around everything that went on during that time. But it was his plan and it, we're lucky that she's still here. She developed RSV. Um, and now of course that was treated. Then she spent her first Christmas in the hospital. And that Christmas I got to go see her with my mom. I got to leave our, our hospital here. Um, I got to take a day off and go visit her in Louisville. Um, and then she spent some more time there um, remaining and eventually I finally got to check out of our hospital. I was there for 58 days. Oh my goodness. um, Right. It was just just crazy to think about 58 days in the hospital. And um, during that time, so much had happened. And, but now she's, she's, she's still with us now. Thank God she's still here. And she um, is since then being diagnosed with cerebral palsy. Um, She's also nonverbal and she's immobile. So she has a feeding tube and, um, she can't walk or talk, but she um, can still do things like smile and laugh. And we're so grateful for that little smile of hers because it carries us through mm-hmm. every day. It carries us through because it's a lot, you know, that's, that's a still, lot, Amanda. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. But, yeah. you know, and and I know it's hard to see it um, from your perspective, but God chose you because you're special. You're unique. He knew you could handle what he's given you to handle and you have a special crown in heaven, you know, waiting for you. How would you, and and I hate to leave the show like this, but how would you encourage someone who's going through a challenging time in their life? What would you say to them? Oh gosh, thank you. That's a hard question to answer. Um, Just know that somebody has been there before you and his name is Jesus Christ. He's whatever you're going through, he's been there. He's been there. He's been there before you and he loves you more than, than we can even comprehend. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. And he knows that whatever you've been handed was handed for a reason. Just like Teresa tells me, things have been handed to me for a reason. They were handed to you for a reason too. So don't you give up. Don't give up. Amanda, I want to thank you so much. I do. Sure. I love you. And God is Thank with you. you. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do with you. And I know we had talked about this, you know, yes. um, before recording, but God's got great plans for you, Amanda. And I love you. Thank and you, uh, absolutely, you. absolutely. Everyone, we've got to go. It. And maybe we'll do a part two to this story, Amanda. But everyone, we've got to go. Okay. Um, bless you. And everyone have a great day. I'm Teresa Rowe. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit ShapeByFaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the Cabinet Doors and More Studio, this 